You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So good to be together again as we look into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God this morning. I know, I know that you will be blessed. Amen. How many people enjoyed Friday night? Come on. Oh my goodness. These guys are going from glory to glory. Amen. Let's appreciate them. Come on. Appreciate them. Yeah. It, it was amazing. It was as if we shouldn't go home. We should just continue all night. Maybe we should have an all-night worship sometime. <laughs> just throughout the night, worship Him all, all through the night. How about that? <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, during the time of David, they had 24 hours worship. 24 hours. Incredible. Where is that kind of hunger? Where is that kind of commitment? It's coming. Okay. It's, it's, it's cooking. Amen. Glory to God. So we appreciate that. I always look forward to praise waves. Do you know why? Because it stretches you. In your worship experience. You know, the few minutes that we do every Sunday is not enough. And most of us don't even do it at home. You don't even do it at home. You only wait till you are in church. So when you have opportunity like that, you take advantage of it. Take advantage of it so that you can increase your worship bandwidth. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Helps you to grow in your expression to God. In, and and, and, and you, you, you worship and worship and worship and worship. We're only, we're only here for a few hours. You know. But it went so quickly. Before we knew that, it's like it's finishing. I said, what? Already? Amen. But that's how things, that's how time flies when God is in the house. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go this morning into the word of God. Father, we thank you. We bless your name for your word, which is spirit and is power. I thank you for every soul under my voice, under the sound of my voice. I ask that your word would come with clarity. Speak through these lips of clay, Lord. Anoint me for this moment. Lord, I thank you. Because you've gone ahead already. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk to you about wisdom for the times. Somebody say wisdom for the times. 
Okay, what times are we talking about for today and for tomorrow and for the, the times ahead, the times we're living in? Wisdom for the times. Wisdom is critical. Wisdom is vital. And it is so important in God's scheme of things. And one of, the, one of the plans of God is for you and I, as the church, to operate on a level of wisdom that the world has not seen. Are you following me? Yeah. There's a kind of wisdom. Say there's a kind of wisdom that this world does not know. There's a kind of wisdom that God wants to manifest through his people. It, and it is now, now is the time for that wisdom to start manifesting. Now is the time. And you are the one God wants to use to show forth his wisdom. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. To the intent that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places. To the intent that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. Who is the church? We are the church. It's not the building. It is us. All right. So there is a wisdom that God wants revealed. Let's read that in the, in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it says, So now, through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God. Can you see that? That's the word I want. The multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects. So the wisdom of God has countless aspects. Might now be made known, revealing the mystery. Hallelujah. There are some mysteries that you have been called to reveal. There are some mysteries that your life is supposed to unravel to this generation. To the angelic rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So, there is what is yet to come. There is what God wants to do through you and I. Through his body. He wants to demonstrate. He wants to manifest this wisdom. 
manifold wisdom. Andale brodus tekini menosto. Kenem bradikes tonomus teke bradikis kenemi ludo. Imprateces konomus to. Ebeiga lenge docus kenemi nosto. Akapuski teika pratukus kenem bradigetis kenem. It is time, says the Lord, it's time for my glory to be revealed. It's time for my glory to manifest in ways that this generation has not seen. The glory is in your midst, but it's going to be made known. It's going to be made known. It's going to be made known to the powers that be, to the ruling powers, to the ruling entities of your region. They will see and they will marvel at the manifestation of my wisdom, says the Lord. There is a wisdom. There is a wisdom. Hallelujah. And this wisdom is not going to come from your professors. This wisdom is not going to come from the internet. It's not going to come from the libraries. It's not, it's not going to come from Google. Google doesn't have this wisdom. Hallelujah. This wisdom is the wisdom of God. This is the wisdom of God we're talking about. I'm telling you. God loves to show forth. He wants to show the multifaceted wisdom. The Greek word for wisdom there means, means many sides, many shades, many varieties of wisdom. So you imagine... Imagine every single one of us different and every one of us can manifest a different aspect of the wisdom of God that is unique. Think about that. So there's no book that can contain that. How many books will you write that will capture that? Just a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there. But there is what you are carrying in your spirit. It is inside you already. Hallelujah. It's not the wisdom of this world that is coming to naught. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In 1 Corinthians, I love how the Bible puts it. It says in verse 6 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Come on, turn to someone and say, it's not the wisdom of this age. 
nor of the rulers of this age. Amen. Their wisdom is coming to nothing. Come on. Their wisdom is coming to nothing. Mm. They think that they have the monopoly of wisdom. They think that they have mastered it and created systems to impoverish people. But I have news for you. There is a judgment of God coming to crush the wisdom of this age. They think they've got it all together. But I make an announcement this morning. There is a wisdom coming. There is a wisdom about to be revealed. Their wisdom is coming to nothing. Many times I look and I see, and I see this wisdom is coming to nothing. This thing that is working now will stop working. Because there's another wisdom that's about to be revealed. There's another wisdom that is about to be revealed. And we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Come and say for our glory. It's not for our shame, it's for our glory. It is for our glory. There is a wisdom to be revealed for your glory. I'm telling you, don't be moved by what you see. There is a wisdom that is superior. There is a wisdom that will bring to naught the existing wisdom. Look at what they did. Look at what the wisdom of the rulers of the world did. When they got Jesus, it was their wisdom they used to kill him. Is that not so? Yeah. They thought, oh yeah, I got, we've got him now. Going about preaching all the time. Opening people's eyes. Revealing and exposing. Healing people. Freeing people that we oppress. Raising the dead. What, what is wrong with him? Let's kill him. But they didn't know. There's a higher wisdom. Come on. So, Touch your neighbor say, even if the enemy thinks he brought me down, the higher wisdom will make nonsense of his work. I'm telling you, yeah. Never lose hope. Never give up. Never. Don't allow the enemy this luxury of celebrating over you. Don't give him that opportunity. 
There is a wisdom at work. There's a wisdom at work. You see, they, they use their wisdom to crucify the Lord of glory. And look at what the Bible says. It says, none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, when they crucified the Lord of glory, they were operating in their wisdom. But they didn't know that in their, in their wisdom, there was a higher wisdom that was at work. <laughs> Say, my, my, the enemy thinks he got me, but there is a higher wisdom at work. So, whenever you feel disadvantaged, whenever you feel that the enemy has got you, just go to the scripture. Say, there is a higher wisdom. That will bring this wisdom to naught. I'm telling you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's very frustrating to be a devil. Yeah. It's frustrating because he, he brings out his best. of The best of his best. And after that he finds out that he just helped God. What wisdom. Hallelujah. When he plans evil for you. Uses his wisdom to strategize. And see how to bring you down. And see how to defraud you. And see how to deprive you. And see how to keep you down. And see how. Use his wisdom. You know to. 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 to you know, suppress you and say you will not rise and say you cannot do this and say you cannot go there. You cannot. As he is doing that, say there is a higher wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. There is a higher wisdom at work it, right in the midst of Satan's operation. God is working his wisdom. And by the time he knew it, he has helped God to fulfill Genesis 3.15. There are things God has said about your life. And the enemy thinks he's making progress. But you know what? By the end of his work, he will discover that it would have been better if he did not attempt. Yeah, that's what he, he'll just find out that. Every time. That's why I say it's frustrating to be a devil. Hmm? It's frustrating. Can never win. Can never win. His destiny has been sealed. His end has been clearly stated. Don't stress. 
tempt your neighbor, say, neighbor, stop stressing, stop stressing. They say, higher wisdom working for you in your favor. A higher wisdom is working in your favor. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. <laughs> Satan will never forget Jesus. He will never. The cross. He will never, never forget. That was his ultimate achievement. And it turned out to be his ultimate defeat. What kind of wisdom is that? That somebody is achieving something. His highest goal. Then he finds out that that goal he achieved was actually his demise. <laughs> Don't joke with the wisdom of God. Don't mess with the wisdom of God. I'm telling you that. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you are faced with. I don't know what surrounds you. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm here to tell somebody that there is a higher wisdom. There's a higher wisdom. It's going to be unraveled in your life. And God will get the glory. It's for your glory. It's not for your shame. It's for your glory. When he saw Joseph and he saw the way Joseph was being favored, he stirred up the spirit of jealousy. Among his brothers. The brothers conspired against him. And they sold him to slavery. Lied to the father that he was dead. But you go read it. At the time of need, <laughs> by the time God's wisdom had finished processing Joseph, purged him of his youthful exuberance, his youthful pride, and all those things, now his character can handle elevation. Hallelujah. Now his character has been purified through many trials. The enemy thought he was oppressing and punishing Joseph. He didn't know he was making Joseph better. He didn't know he was making Joseph more qualified. Come on. He didn't know he was shaping Joseph for rulership. He didn't know. He he thought, yeah, you dreamer. You 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 think that God just showing you things. Let me see it come to pass. And the more he afflicted him, the wiser the boy became. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
the more he matured, the more he learned integrity. So much that even Mrs. Potiphar couldn't get hold of him. My goodness, what strength, what stature has been developed in this young man. That in the midst of every contradiction, he was still able to remain firm. Immovable in shaky times. He remained immovable in the midst of all of that. And then he was lied against. He ended up in jail. And the enemy thought, you, you, you refuse to compromise. You refuse. I'm going to punish you. And then he sent him to jail. And while in jail, he even matured more. Hallelujah. Amen. You might feel that you are in jail, but I have news for you. It is just a passage. It's just a passage. You might feel trapped by your circumstance. You might feel trapped. You might be in a situation where it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Don't. Don't lose it. Don't give up. Don't give up hope. Don't give up faith. Say there's a higher wisdom. Yeah. So always tell yourself there's a higher wisdom at work here. Even though I cannot see it, but it is working. It is working. One of my favorite scriptures is Romans 8.28. Come on. Romans 8.28. He says, all things, God, he causes all things work together. Come on. That's when the higher wisdom is at work. All things. Come on, say all things. There is nothing that the wisdom of God cannot turn around to your advantage. Nothing. Nothing. I am telling you nothing. It might be the worst situation you have faced. But I want you to trust the wisdom of God. Trust the wisdom of God. He says, and we know. Come on, do you know? Do you know? Say, we know. And we know that all things work together for good. Hallelujah. To those who love God. How many people love God here? If you love God, then this is your scripture. This is your scripture. And we know that all things, I don't care. Even if you made a mistake. Even if you were dumb, so dumb that you made a dumb decision. And now you are faced with the consequences of a dumb decision. If you will surrender to the higher wisdom. To the wisdom of God. And you will allow Romans 8.28 to kick in in your life. At the end of the day, 
you will be able to say, like Joseph, what the enemy planned for evil, God turned for good. It's the very plan of the enemy. The, what the enemy planned? The same plan. Somebody say same plan. Same plan. The same plan that the enemy crafted, strategized for your destruction, for evil in your life. The same plan. God doesn't need to change the plan. God will just step into that plan and then make it. Romans 8.28 <laughs> Hallelujah! The same plan, I'm telling you. That's a higher wisdom. What are we talking about? God can never be stranded. You cannot. You cannot disadvantage God. That's why you need to stop seeing yourself as disadvantaged. You are no longer disadvantaged. You used to be. Now you are advantaged. Yeah. What? There is a higher wisdom. And we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God. And those who are the called according to his purpose. Are you called according to his purpose? Then, this is your scripture. There is a wisdom at work. So in the midst of that situation, just say to yourself, there is a wisdom at work. In the midst of, even if, if you want to shed tears, shed the tears. Okay? Tears will heal you. Share them after that. Just say, there is a wisdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> say, there is a wisdom at work. A higher wisdom. That the same plan that Satan decided to use against you. That's the same plan that God will flip. <laughs> Because, you see, sometimes Satan forgets, he forgets who gave him the wisdom that he's using. He forgot who created him. A, a creature can never be more intelligent than its creator. Do you understand me? Yeah. Today, I mean, today we're talking science... AI, AI, everywhere. Artificial intelligence, right? But do you know that AI cannot think for itself? It is what you program into it. It's, 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 it's what you train it to do. It cannot just wake up and now decide to be imaginative. AI, tell someone, AI has no imagination. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Where are the computer gurus in the house? The programmers? I hope I'm, I'm, I'm still online. Am I, I'm, am I on track? Okay. Yeah, it has no imagination. So, it, you can feed it with data. You can feed it with, you know, 
instructions. But he cannot just get up and then become imaginative. How? So the one that made it has imagination. Do you understand? The man that programmed it has imagination. But the system has no imagination. Can only work with data. <laughs> so I'm using this to help you to understand how limited Satan is. Do you get my point? Can you see? How many people can see clearly now? Hmm? I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory to God. Yes. So, I want you to know that the enemy cannot be smarter than your father. He cannot. Even in a billion years, he cannot. But you see, he is so deceived. He is so deceived. That he keeps deceiving himself and telling himself that he might succeed this time. He keeps trying. <laughs> oh my goodness. I only wish God's people can see these things clearly. And stop being frustrated. Stop. Listening to the lies of the devil. And stop repeating his words. Hmm? He'll come and tell you, God has abandoned you. You, you, you thought, uh, <laughs> you thought he loved you. But look at you. Look at where you are. Look at what you're going through. If he were with you, how come you're going through this? Say there's a higher wisdom. There is a high wisdom. Satan, you don't know this one. You don't know this one. There is what is at work that you don't know. Continue your own. But there is another one. <laughs> this is what keeps me going. I'm telling you. Many, many frustrations I've had. But guess what? We keep bouncing. Hallelujah. Walking as if there is nothing going on. Hallelujah. Why? Because there is a higher wisdom. Romans 8.28 is at work in my life. I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself. It's working in my life. Romans 8.28. I know whatever is going on. I know, I know it's working for my good. 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 Hallelujah, because I love God. I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. So it is working for my good. Even Satan is working for my good. He is working for my good. Hallelujah. I refuse to be frustrated. I refuse to be moved. I refuse to allow circumstances. I refuse to believe the lies of the devil. I refuse. It's working for my good. So, Satan is working for my advantage. Can you beat that? Can you, you, it is frustrating. Say, it is frustrating to be a devil. 
Because you can, it can never win. It can never win. Don't behave as if he has won in your life. He has not won. You see, the disciples of Jesus, they understand. When he was crucified, they were so miserable. So miserable that on the way to Emmaus, you know, they were, some of them were walking and they were so sad. Jesus had risen already. And they're sad, they're walking. Talking to themselves, very sorrowful. Hmm? Sorrowful. And Jesus joins them. Where is that scripture? In Luke. Let's see. Let's read it. <laughs> Luke 24. Mm. Verse 13. He says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Jesus is there walking with them. These are his disciples. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Hmm? But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. How many times are we going through stuff and our eyes are restrained and we cannot see that Jesus is there with us? How many times? You cannot see. You cannot tell. You don't even know. Jesus is right there walking with you. In the midst of the fire. He's right there. But their eyes were restrained. And so he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Can you see? Jesus, he could see the sadness. They were, they were so disappointed that Jesus died. They were so disappointed. Because, you know why they were disappointed? Jesus has been talking to them about the kingdom, about the kingdom. And these guys have been thinking about, they've already started making plans of their positions in the kingdom. You know, and they were thinking earthly. They were thinking earthly. So, they, you know, this guy, this guy was supposed, he's supposed to save Israel and then set up this kingdom. And I'm supposed to be minister of information. The other one, I want to be minister of finance. You know, and they already allocated portfolios. And then the guy just died. So they're sad. Their hope is gone. They thought that this was their get out of jail card. And now he's, he's dead. But Jesus had been telling them that he will rise again. They, did, they could not. All that one Jesus was saying, they were not hearing. They were filled with their ambition. I blinded them. <laughs> All right. And now, and then one of those, uh, and the one whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? 
Have you not known the things which happen there in these days? Let's read on. And he said to them, what things? Jesus is pretending as if he doesn't know. What things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers, can you see rulers again? Rulers, be careful. Huh? We, let's talk to our rulers. Be careful. Rulers, be careful. <laughs> yeah, the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. Hmm? But we were, oh, can you see? Can you see what can you see what they're saying here? But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Now, you are the one that is thinking spiritual. When you see that word redeem, you are thinking, you know, redeem from sin and all that. No, no, no. They were not thinking that way. They were thinking physical redemption from Rome. Because Israel was under Roman, the Roman Empire. Rome had conquered them. And they were compelled to pay tribute to Caesar. And they were serving Rome. So we were hoping that this man was going to redeem Israel. He was our only hope. All these years, nobody has manifested the kind of power that this guy manifested. Nobody has demonstrated the kind of wisdom that this guy demonstrated. Nobody. And we were hoping that he was going to deliver Israel. Redeem us. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. <laughs> yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. They shocked us. The women shocked us. The men, these are men talking. The women shocked us. Thank God for women. They were at the tomb. The women were the ones that saw Jesus. Um, they say, they say, when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. He said, can you imagine? This woman, you know, they've, they've started with their hyperactive imagination. Come on, somebody say hyperactive imagination. And they've come with a hyperactive imagination. They're seeing visions and they're, saying, they're, they're, they're coming. They are cooking, having hallucinations. And they're coming to tell us they are seeing, they're seeing vision and angel told them he's alive. Somebody that we saw nailed. And he died. And they buried him. What are you talking about? Now this woman come and tell us. <laughs> You know, God is too wise. Tell someone God is too wise. That's why the news of the resurrection was not given to men. <laughs> to go and announce. Yeah, that's why. 
Because they will use logic to, you know, <laughs> to cancel the whole thing. <laughs> you men. <laughs> anyway, the men in this house are not like that. These are men of faith. These are ultimate men of power. Men of glory. Men of influence. Men of stature. Men of substance. Hallelujah. Men of faith. But these ones. <laughs> yeah. They, they just. They just didn't. They didn't believe. And he said to them. What things. What things. So they said to him. They, okay. Sorry. Um. 24. Okay. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But him they did not see. He's risen now. He was not going to remain there. If he's risen, will he be sleeping in the tomb <laughs> waiting for you? No, he has an assignment. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, so they did not see. Okay, let's read on. Come on. Then he said to them, Oh, foolish ones. Hey, can you see how Jesus, Jesus is too blunt. Some of us today will not like Jesus. You know, the, the Jesus of the Bible, if he is to be your pastor today. <laughs> <laughs> because many of you think you just come and be stroking your hair and you know just hug you and tell you some nice things he's, he's not like that too he's not always like that I'm telling you <laughs> there's another side of Jesus <laughs> oh foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Foolish. That means they lack wisdom. The wisdom Jesus was sharing with them before he went to the cross, they refused to receive it. Their ambition would not allow it. And now that it has happened, it's unfolding. They, 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 you know, they still couldn't believe. He said, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Can you see that? So, when you go through stuff, when you suffer some stuff, there is a glory waiting for you. Can you see that? Can you see that? Some people think that because they have, they're children of God, they will not face. The enemy will just surrender, just leave them, go and disturb other people, leave them because they are now born again. They are on fire for God. They are prayerful. They are committed. They are givers. They are, you know, on no. The reason you are the reason why you come is because you have a purpose. And he doesn't like it. So he will come. They will try to fight. Amen. Amen. So, but in the midst of what he's doing, hallelujah, 
in the midst of his affliction, God is working something. He's working a glory. There's a glory building up. There's a glory building up. He's putting you to shame, but God is he's bringing glory out of that shame. At the end of it, he just realizes, oh, oh, what have I just done? Why did I help her to become so great? This was not the plan. Of course. It was not your plan, but it was God's plan. God's plan will prevail. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. There is a wisdom. This wisdom is for the times. It's for our times. Hallelujah. It's at work in me. Why don't you just say this after me? Say, Father, I surrender to your wisdom. Let your wisdom unfold. Let your wisdom manifest in my life. Let your superior wisdom dumbfound the enemy in my life. In the name of Jesus, I declare that Romans 8.28 is a reality in my life. It's my constant reality in the name of Jesus. Amen. You might not understand it, but don't be confused. God is at work. God has not lost the plot. Amen. It might not make sense to you, but it makes perfect sense to God. And that's what matters. You just trust him. Okay? His wisdom will be using your life to humble the ruling powers. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Father, we thank you. We bless your name this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom that is at work. I release that wisdom in this house. I release that wisdom. Let it be activated. My God, in every life, every situation, every situation, no matter how bad, Lord, what the enemy planned for evil, I declare. It's turning out for good. It's turning out for good. It's turning out for good. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's turning out for good. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every confusion. I rebuke every anxiety. I rebuke every fear. I rebuke every doubt. I rebuke unbelief. Right now. In the name of Jesus. I activate faith. Faith in the word of God. Faith in the promises of God. Faith in the wisdom of God. Faith in the love of God. Faith in the purposes of God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're here, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. I want to pray with you. If you want to 
surrender. You want to get born again, give your life to Jesus. Or maybe you want to you want to make a fresh start. You say, oh, well, you know, I drifted away, but now I'm coming back. Raise your hand and I'll pray with you. Anybody? If there's anybody, raise your hand. I'll pray for you. Right now, I don't see any hand. No hand, okay. Now, if there's anybody online watching that would like to pray, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just say this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. That was great wisdom. Your wisdom took Jesus to the cross. On my behalf, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. I believe he died and rose on the third day to give me life. Jesus, I receive you. Come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Cause me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I pray, everyone that has prayed this prayer, Lord God, for the first time, anybody that wants to receive you, Lord, I ask that your hand will come upon them. I declare your kingdom over them in the mighty name of Jesus. That the reality of the new creation dawn upon them. Thank you, Father. Let things turn around for good. Let them be ushered into their purpose. Oh, Father God, your purpose for their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, God bless you real good people. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.